Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 175, The Comfort Pattern. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Aria as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm that guy who said, hey, you, you want to be on my podcast? And Aria was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, why not? This is this guy has a hundred and some episodes. He's trustworthy, kind of, sometimes, maybe. I don't know. But I'm glad she's Over a here. podcast. Yeah, over, over a podcast, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad Aria is here today, and we're going to be talking about her hobby of crochet or crocheting. If that is it crocheting? Yes. Okay, there we go. Crocheting. Yeah, you can say crocheting. Yeah. Crochet or crocheting. There we go. Uh, but before we do that, I always do the cliche thing of learning a little bit more about my guests, and I'm sure the listeners would love to learn more as well. So who is Aria? Um, well, I am a university student, and I'm studying for law. And I was searching for a hobby for a long time because I was dealing with mental issues as college people do. And I was on the phone a lot, read it a lot. And I was looking for something to do, something to manage uh, my time with. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I found crocheting. And I'm not really good at art. Although I want to be an artist, like everyone does, but I I can't draw for shit. So <laughs> uh, crocheting seemed like a great way to um, express my creativity. But you know what? That's the first step, just being curious. And you took it. And when I first started pretty much anything, this podcast, I was not as good as I am now. I'm not saying the best, but it's that first hurdle you have to get over that curiosity we're gonna fail obviously our first creation is not gonna be the best as compared to what we have now but you started so that's props on you for that thank you and before we move along to talk about more of your wonderful projects do you have any social media links websites or projects you're working on that you would love people to come check out i do not but i'm going to post my works on reddit but it's just a hobby for myself i uh (laughs) part of it was like not doing you know social media so i kind of keep it to myself but you know as i get better i would like to do that maybe so i don't know if i'm encouraging it because now this is is this considered social media it's a social (laughs) interaction that will technically is media (laughs) so so but at least you're hidden it's it's an identity hidden identity just sharing the hobby and the person so it's okay it's all good we'll just share my links and all stuff like that but if aria (laughs) has something later on in the future before this episode comes out she can send it over to me and then we can just add it onto the show notes there you go cool anyways now to the topic on hand at hand either hand um so today we're gonna be talking about crochet so how did you actually get introduced to crochet because you kind of just mentioned you just were looking for something but how did you stumble upon it uh so i was um actually subscribed to this subreddit r slash hobbies and so i tried knitting because um my friend had introduced me to it but i really sucked at it i gave up on it but i don't know i i was just um looking at yarn and yarn was in my mind in a store and I saw r slash hobbies and someone recommended crocheting toys and things like that and I got I got curious and then I did my research and I was like okay I yeah I was just searching for any hobby so I was I did not go into it um thinking that I would absolutely enjoy it um I was just like I have to give it a go. And thankfully, you know, as I started doing it, 
very quickly I was able to like pick it up. And so, yeah, that's how it all started. Okay. So I have to ask that moment you picked it up, did you already have the design in mind on what you wanted to create or it was just improvising as you go? like, this loop goes here. Yeah. That looks good. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll put this one here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, know <laughs> you have to, it's a, it's a skill, right? So you have to learn it. And, um, so like YouTube videos help me a lot and there's, um, a lot of free, uh, instructions on the internet. So it was really easy to be introduced to it. Um, I saw some patterns online. So first you have to learn how to read the symbols and everything. It, it's pretty easy. It's really not that hard. You know, you start with the basics, just chain, you know, making a chain or something. Uh, and then you go on from that. So was the first thing you made was a chain? Yes, absolutely. A bad one. <laughs> Do you still own this wonderful chain? No, I threw it. And actually, okay, no, I didn't throw that one. The great thing about crocheting is, uh, unlike knitting, you can unravel the yarn and reuse it. So I kept practicing on, I had this one ball of red yarn and I kept practicing on it again and again till I got, you know, my stitches right. So that was actually pretty uh, economical. Okay. I have to ask how many of your projects that you completed and then you undone and did something else with it? Are you the type of person that says, you know what? I'm really satisfied with this. I'm going to keep it for a while. I'm not going to touch it. Once I'm done with the project, um, I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, I, I want to display it. I have a garland um, that I made with granny squares and like crochet flowers. So I hang it around in my uh, apartment. I have a dishcloth that I made. Um, I just, yeah, it's it's, you know, small bits and pieces here and there. Uh, so I, I like to keep them. They make me feel really good and proud. And how would you define your crochet style? Like what are the things you prefer to make? I like to do it. Uh, I like to do small pieces. And one thing with knitting is I'm, I'm sorry, I'm comparing it to knitting a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> so with knitting, you kind of just make a sweater and, you know, you, you start and you kind of, you can only stop you know, once you're done with at least a big part of the sweater. But with crocheting, um, I can make like cute squares. I can, you know, I can make like five a day if I want to, you know, if I'm busy, uh, make them in any kind of design. And in, in small chunks, I can, you know, collect those and I could weave those together to make, for example, a sweater or a cardigan or a purse things like that. So when it comes to actually coming up with an idea for a sweater, do you, let's say, pull inspiration from when you're walking outside or do you see something online and say, I would like to turn that into a sweater? There's a lot of patterns available online. So you can always get inspiration from there, but also from, you know, I've started to notice in um, online shopping, a lot of clothes, some of them, especially in the winter, like uh, sweaters and everything. They have patterns similar, you know, to like crochet stitches. So then I would try to find a pattern similar to that sweater uh, if it's available online. And then I would kind of, you know, be guided through that. Now, I know you mentioned you want to be more creative. Have you ever considered or even started planning one of your original designs? Well, I want to. Uh, I, I 
do not consider myself skilled enough yet because there is a lot to learn. However, for me, what usually happens is I look at a pattern. I understand what I have to do, like the number of stitches I have to make and all of that. And then I start improvising a little, like adding a different stitch in the middle or, you know, slightly making it longer or shorter. That's the simplest thing. Or, uh, you know, giving it like spaces or making chains in between all kinds of things. So I do do that. Yeah. And that's a lot of fun. I love that. And I can imagine you, let's say you're creating something and in the middle of it, you're like, you know what? I need to do this. And just add this little extra, <laughs> extra, oomph, this extra part of Aria. This yeah. is me. Like, mm, this is my style. And I bet you your creations oh, look lovely. Yeah. And okay, the best part is um, the colors. Uh, so it goes around if, for example, you're creating um, something is uh, African flower. It's a kind of pattern. It you know so you start from the center and you kind of yeah you go towards the outer perimeter and it has layers to it. So you can keep changing the yarn to a color. Like you can have a different color in the center, a different color for some of the petals and all of that. So there's a lot of room for. Um, yeah, creativity, I suppose, absolutely. And you brought up a really interesting point. You spoke about colors. So for you, some people would say they have colors that they like to go to all the time, default colors. Do you have default colors that really speak to you or you're more, you can do any, you, you like using any color of the rainbow? Well, I have yarns of all colors, but I am highly biased towards um, reds and yellows and pinks. One of my favorite creations was um, this flower that moved from a yellow to a dark red. And, you know, all the yarns like blended perfectly together. It was like a shading. And um, yeah, it, it was just really beautiful to look at. I, I like those hues a lot. Man, I could just imagine you as well. Just while you're creating, it's like, you know what? A splash of yellow, a splash of pink, a splash <laughs> of red, just makes it all together. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you do it as you go. And um, sometimes you have something in your mind, like, okay, I'll do this and that. But at the moment, you can think of a different color, different style. And, you know, you're just creating something new. The lovely part about it is that you can be kind of on the spot about it. You can be spontaneous with it. And just change up the pattern. Like you don't have to follow the rules. It's a rule breaker type of hobby. Uh, and so <laughs> yeah. when you said you, you finish it, you usually keep it. Do you ever look at a project later on saying, wow, I love this, but I'd like to have it in a different color, the same pattern. Do you like doing like similar projects or do you like to create original, uh, not original, but I mean, uh, different projects every single time to test out your skills? Yeah. Uh, so I do both, but yeah, I, I have definitely like a pattern that I really like, or I think is really easy to make, for example, like a sunflower square i i've done that in different colors maybe you know i've done that in different backgrounds and everything uh just because you know it looks pretty and for you this is tough but on a personal level what would you say is the best part about crochet it's a repetitive kind of hobby it's very relaxing and as i mentioned i was you know struggling with my mental health and the feeling, the tactile sensation of yarn, the colors, and just 
you know, doing that repetitive motion very calmly, it, it helps a lot. It, um, I would say it kind of brings down my anxiety because I can get really focused into it and you have to count the stitches too a little. So you can't be too distracted when you're um, working on crocheting. And just the feeling that you're creating something is very validating. And I think, you know, that's why I kind of stuck with this hobby. Would you say you're at the point where you have muscle memory where you said you can, you have to count the stitches, but are you at the point where you can close your eyes and just do it through muscle memory? Sometimes I do that. I try to do that because sometimes you have like um, hundreds of stitches. So maybe not, you know, closing my eyes, but I can, um, I've started to look at things like in patterns of multiples or five or three, like I can just see and I can count very fast. And so, yeah, even touching a stitch, I, I can now tell the difference between each stitch, no matter how small it is. And that's cool. So you'll have to teach me because I am so not coordinated to do this. And it actually, it just reminds <laughs> me of, let's say you go upstairs, you know how you go upstairs and you're like, oh, this is normal. When, but when you start to think, how am I going upstairs? Then you start to walk weirdly. So when it comes to crochet, does mm -hmm. that ever happen to you where like you're doing it through muscle memory and then you look down and you're like, how am I doing this? And then you start doing it weirdly. Like, wait, <laughs> no, wait, hands. that's not how you do it. I mean, I, I think that can happen to anyone, <laughs> but you can take your time with this. Some of my best projects, I, I took a lot of time and I made sure that, you know, all the stitches were perfect. And muscle memory, it comes after a very long time. And it, I don't even think that it's necessary or, you know, it's, I think it's almost better to be able to focus on it. It's like, each stitch is art. You're putting something into it. And again, like if it's wrong or something, if you've suddenly forgotten how to crochet, you could just unravel it and, you know, redo it. And I still refer to, you know, like I have some books on crochet. Uh, so I still sometimes refer to like some, you know, basic stitches that I've suddenly forgotten how to do because, uh, yeah, but it it does become a habit, especially like, you know, creating the stitches and it feels great when you do it. Now, we, we spoke a lot about the yarn, which is a very important part of crochet, but we also have to touch the tools that are used, which are right. hooks <laughs> and hooks can come in many different styles, shape, material. So for you, what is your preferred type of hook to use when you create crochet? One of the really cool things about it, and I found out later that hooks, you know, the ones that you should be using, oh my God, you can get them for so cheap. Mm. Um, the best hooks are, you know, as a lot of crochets recommend them, um, and I would too, they're aluminum hooks. You can just get a simple um, set of these for $6 to $12, depending on where you're looking at. And it just smooths and glides you know, you find it in different colors and everything. There's also ergonomical shapes that are better for people, you know, who have joint problems or something. So there are some, there are quite a few options. I have looked into like designer hooks and everything just because, you know, you like the craft and you get into it, you want to splurge a little, but those are made of wood or um, some other material, but 
and and that's not that's not that great with the yarn you want something that it you know just glides so you just need one hook really to start <laughs> so yeah that's that's about the hooks yeah Okay, now without bashing, I know this is dark, well not dark, but without bashing the hobby itself, what is the one hook you do not like to use? Like you mentioned wood, because I can obviously see wood can get stuck on the yarn. Is, that, is wood the one that you dislike the most? If it's polished, it can be great. I really don't like plastic hooks. I don't know why, perhaps it's my own bias against them, but uh, they're just not that solid and they're not that precise so because like with wood you know you can find some really intricately carved hooks plastic you can find it sure you can find it in like glittery pink but it doesn't do the yarn justice <laughs> but also wood comes wood is also bad <laughs> i would still not recommend anyone uh, to use a wooden hook especially if they're starting the hobby so you heard it here first or second on how many times? I know you heard it here first. Aria recommends aluminum. It is the go-to. It yes. glides through. It will not chip like wood. It will not be as cheap yes. as plastic. It's the perfect balance according to Aria. So I've have her, I have her on my <laughs> podcast. It is the truth. You have to go follow it. So for yes. you itself, uh, so back to you, what has crochet taught you in life? It's okay. The most, you know, something that really um, made me feel amazing was that I can take up a skill that I have no idea about and I can learn it and I can be good at it. It's very validating. And what it's done for me is also teach me patience because it can be frustrating. And especially in the beginning when you're learning stitches, when everything, you know, online looks so professional and, you know, you're even, you can't even create a simple piece of scarf or anything. But, you know, you keep learning and you can see, you can feel the product in your hands. Even if you create the smallest little thing, the first time you create a square, you have this immense gratification and that just uh, teaches you to keep going. You know, that, okay, it's okay if I don't know this stitch. I would learn it. I'll have to practice it, sure, but I can do it. And now I have, you know, another skill and a stitch in my bag. So, yeah. It's kind of like uh, when you're a, a scout when you're a kid. I just achieved this one. And you, you can stitch on your new badge. Think this is my new knot or this is the yeah. new pattern I can do. I bet you you have, you're yeah. like continuously learning new ones every single time you're trying it out. Just for curiosity yeah. and the beauty, beautiful thing too. Like you said, if you mess up, you can just undo it. It's that simple. I have thought of some projects like, um, so I created, my brother's really into uh, tennis and I was just, you know, I, I miss him. He's uh, he's in a different country. And I created this bracelet thing, that sports band. For him, I attached a little tennis emblem kind of thing to it. I crocheted all of it, the color of a tennis ball. And um, yeah, I had already learned those skills. I had learned how to create like a bracelet and a tubular um, shape. But, you know, I, I used it practically and that was really nice because I hadn't really seen a pattern about mm -hmm. that. 
for that. But it, it was really gratifying that I could do that for other people, that I could give something to other people. And, you know, with every stitch I was, I was remembering him. Um, I missed him. And it was a very personal gift for him. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> well, first of all, we might want to give a shout out to your brother. Your sister, Aria, misses you. Give her a call. You know, just reach out to her. She wants to talk to you. And then you can show off uh, the wonderful creations cre she created for you. And this is kind of like an odd segue, but it's still kind of appropriate. Did you ever teach anyone how to do crochet, for example, like your brother? Uh, no, I, I wasn't able to. Uh, it's, it's a fairly recent hobby, and I haven't seen him in a while, like physically. So, But I did try to teach it to a friend of mine. Uh, simply because he was also looking for a hobby. And I was like, I'm telling you, this is, this is really good. You're really going to like this. Um, but he wasn't interested in it. And I suppose I'm a bad teacher because I grew a little impatient with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's family. I was just like, you're holding it wrong. Uh, uh, so, I mean, you know, it's something that you can really learn by yourself. And that's a good thing. But also, you know, other someone else teaching you, I suppose that is the fastest way to learn it. But I'm just a bad teacher. <laughs> it's it's like that expression, too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, in this case, it's too many people on the hook. Or I guess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's uh, it really depends on the individual and how they get introduced. Maybe they're the type that, oh, they want to stumble upon it. Or they're the ones that uh, like to get taught. And I'm sure you're a wonderful teacher. I just have to work on my patience. And thankfully, crocheting helps me with that. So, <laughs> And speaking of which, it feels like it was a, well, it feels like it was one of those things you learned along the way. So this is a question I just started asking starting the last episode, but I'm like, this is such a wonderful question. I'm going to ask it to all my guests. What is something you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Well, one that, Yarn can be really expensive. That projects can use a lot of yarn, way more than you expect. But there are sources. <laughs> there are sources online where you know you can get it for relatively cheap, and that locally you can find a lot of people who you know may have dabbled into crocheting or knitting, and you know are selling their yarn because they're no longer interested in it, and so like something like Facebook Marketplace and, you know, places like that, you can you can get yarn for very cheap there. Then I wish I knew that I would, <laughs> I can get better at it because at some point in time, I mean, you know, a fir first few days, even though I was pushing myself, I had, I'd started to lose hope because I was not a very coordinated person either I'm, i still am not seriously i can fall over a floor uh, a plain empty floor my hands are very small so I, yeah, i'm not a coordinated person but you know uh if i had maybe seen or believed that you know in a few days maybe i can create a really pretty scarf maybe then i yeah I would have been more motivated to do it. But you know what? You're here now. You're still doing it. So you haven't given up, which is a beautiful yeah. thing. 
Right. Now, this is also kind of dark. I'm always doing this. Like, it's a dark thing. It's not that dark. <laughs> what is the most stressful part about crochet? Sometimes in the middle of a project, especially if it's long, you want to give up because, you know, you think that it's just too daunting of a task. And it's kind of like, oh, I've already spent so much time on it. I don't want to give up on it now. And, you know, sometimes it's like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't, I don't want to crochet anymore. Uh, my hands are cramping. That <laughs> is something that happens. And, you know, you suddenly lose interest. But it, it's about, you know, you can't overdo uh, anything. You should. So, you know, after watching a few YouTube videos, maybe I take a break if a few days. I can get back into it. But yeah, there are daunting tasks. And But the thing is, it's a hobby, right? It's not, you're most likely not doing it for, you know, to earn money or something. So you have to like keep reminding yourself that it's okay. I can take my time. There's no like deadline to it. And even if you abandon a project midway, uh, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Wait, it's not? Oh, well then what was, what was I preparing <laughs> for? No, I'm kidding. No, but you're absolutely right. It's at the thing. It's not, a, it's a marathon. Basically, you just take your time. You can go at your own pace. It's not like podcasting where we're timed. I'm timing. This podcast is timed right now, <laughs> but no, right. like, you, like you said, it's a hobby. You can relax. And also this is my hobby. I relax. I feel relaxed. If I was stressed doing this, I wouldn't be doing it. Then that would defeat the purpose of a hobby. Right. <laughs> but so absolutely. speaking about that. What was your biggest challenge when you first started knitting, uh, not knitting, sorry, started crocheting? <laughs> oh my God. You just committed a big crime. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's end the interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest challenge was when you're, when you're starting this, it seems so complicated because it's all these loops. It's all these stitches. In fact, I have a book with 200 stitches, 200 different kinds of stitches to use. That's a, and there's way more than that. I thought, you know, like it must be something that I have to spend a lot of time on. Like I, I can't be, you know, even on the intermediate level until I practice for maybe, I don't know, months and years, maybe. It, it seems impossible to do, but the kind of, it's almost a cheat, but the amazing part is you need to learn like four stitches or three, really. Three stitches, they're called single crochet, double crochet, and treble crochet, treble or triple. And you build on those stitches. So a different kind of stitch would use like a combination of these. And, you know, so you really need to know only those three. But sure, there's different skills involved. And I think by the time, you know, you've kind of mastered your way through some of these stitches, you're, you know, you can take different challenges. I, I love to learn new stitches, like a star stitch or a basket weave stitch. You know, they look, they, there's all kinds of shapes and uh, textures. So it's awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned taking up new challenges as you go along, you learn. So for you, what is your current biggest challenge? My current biggest challenge is, well, I'm trying to create a sweater and I've created, I've made around 20 
granny squares already. I have to make 80 more. Oh, wow. To even get to like the basic, the top part of it. And then I have to create the sleeves and everything too. So it is a challenge, but it's the thing is, you know, it's handmade and all of that. Um, and I'm putting in a lot of effort. It's, you know, it's all sunflowers. So it's challenging, but I don't know, maybe by December <laughs> or I'm just hoping winter doesn't pass me by uh, when I'm finished with this sweater. <laughs> so luckily this episode's coming out in the winter time, I think around January <laughs> or February. So when it comes out, you'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh no, that episode. Okay. I got to go finish the sweater. Okay. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> but once again, it's not rushed. It's not rushed. Calm now. Like, right. oh no, I have to go finish this sweater. sweater. Oh, so calm. Yeah. <laughs> and what would you say are some misconceptions about people who do crochet? The biggest one that I absolutely hate is that people consider it a very feminine um, activity. Like, you know, grannies crochet and stuff like that. And grannies do crochet. And they, it's, it's just that, you know, it's an amazing skill. It's really comic. It's no different from learning another skill. Maybe like glass blowing or learning how to, you know, paint. It's, it's a skill. Sure, there's, you know, different techniques involved and everything. But at the end of the day, you are creating something out of, you know, very little material that does not resemble the uh, finished product at all. And so, you know, because a lot of people consider it a very feminine activity, it, it prevents, you know, a lot of men from um, joining it. A lot of people even think, you know, like it's old people activity. No, I think, I think it can, and it does benefit younger people who try it. Because it's just calming. It's just cool. Yeah. And also you get to make something you can either wear, share, or yeah. for any other reason. So yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. It's a thing that's made for anybody. If you have the time and would like to explore your creativity, pick it up. Give it a shot. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're young, old, male, female, non-binary, any, anything. A dog, um, if a dog, sorry, if a dog can do it. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know how they would do it without thumbs, but I mean, uh, I, I would I would learn from that dog. That would be my teacher. <laughs> That's the most talented dog ever, yeah. Uh, Charlie the crocheting dog. There you go. Uh, yeah. So is crocheting something you would like to share with the world or keep it more for yourself? No, absolutely. I'd like to share it with the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would actually like to teach my children. Just it's a basic hobby. They don't have to... As a basic skill, they don't have to use it uh, if they don't like it. But, you know, if you learn the basics of it, you can actually get back into it anytime you want. And it engages their mind. It engages, you know, your creativity. And I would like people to learn it, it you know, even from a very, very young age. I know a few people who have taught their kids to crochet as well. And you know what? It's I think it's better than them watching really bad cartoons or I don't know, really kids are on TikTok now. Oh my God. But anyway. <laughs> you know what? We can combine both our hobbies together. People can do crochet while listening to this podcast episode. 
Boom. Absolutely. So that's kind of meta. You do crochet while listening to crochet. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You can. It's uh, it's a perfect pairing, really. And then you could teach people step by step. Okay, so now you're going to do this <laughs> and that. And then you're just going to hear my voice just annoying everybody. And now you're not going to do anything I say. Just listen to Aria. I'm going to be the melody in the book. <laughs> ah, <there. laughs> so yeah, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up this hobby? I would say to them how I uh, began with, with this journey was really by um, a very cheap kit from Amazon. You can buy it from anywhere, your local store. There's a lot of craft stores. It is um, $18. There's a lot of hobbies that are really expensive, but in that like introductory kit, I got, you know, bits and pieces of yarn. I mean, just small skein of yarn and hooks and some instructions, a pouch, things like that. And you know, that really encouraged me to start it because I think if the upfront cost is too big, people can be a bit scared about it. And you really need really basic materials to start doing it. So there's no reason not to try it. And if if you can't, you know, if you absolutely hate it after a week or two of trying, then it's okay. It's okay. But it's a relatively easy hobby to learn even even if it doesn't seem like it is. If you pick it up, you don't like it, you can pass it on to somebody else. And also, once again, as well, you get to create something which is beautiful. Whether it's ugly right. or beautiful, you created it. Yeah, and I, when I was um, starting out, I, I did not understand how, um, how satisfactory that would be. You know, I had heard, you know, people like, oh yeah, you know, you get to create something. It's a, it's, it feels really good. I didn't really understand the value of it until I was done with my first little tiny ass project. It made me irrationally happy. <laughs> and good. I, good. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it made you happy. If you look at it at the end of the day, you're kind of like you get home from school or work and you're like, you know what? I want to pick up this hobby. And it puts a big, stupid smile on your face. That's what it's worth it. That's, that's what it's for. As long as it makes you yeah. happy. I can't see you once again being angry while doing crochet, the most aggressive <laughs> crochet. And you're like, like this sweater has to be done. <laughs> hey, that's probably happened to a few people. But yeah. They throw, no, they yeah, throw it no, on the ground. They're like, ah, I'm angry. But you know what? I got to get back to it. Let me, let me just get out. It was kind of relaxing. Yeah. I kind of enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for people who are interested in learning more about this, do you have any websites you would recommend for them to go check out? I would say starting with Reddit, I would go to r slash crochet. It's a very um, basic subreddit, but you get you can see all kinds of examples uh, of people who are just like starting out, people you know who are really advanced. Um, and you know you see a lot of beginners asking all kinds of questions. So if you just scroll through it, Uh, you get an idea of what it's like. And, you know, other people are sharing their misery, so you don't have to uh, (laughs) feel alone uh, in it. Um, And there's also other websites like uh, Ravelry. It's R-A-B-E-L-R-Y. And um, there's, you could just look it up. There's quite a few websites where you can find free patterns and instructions. Go on YouTube. You can just search up how to crochet basic and you can scroll through like hundreds of videos. There's a lot of people trying to uh, share this hobby, this art. So 
Yeah. And what's great is that everybody will bring something different to the table. One person's style may not please one person, but the other person's style may. Oh, yeah. Something that I struggled with actually in the beginning was like how to hold the yarn and the hook. It's very basic, the, you know, the first part of it. And the different tutorials that I saw, they had like different ways of holding it. Some even been in like in-depth explanation of how to do it. Eventually, after trying their styles, yeah, I found my weird way of holding it. You know, if you want to wrap it around your pinky finger and just weave it through your index finger and that, whatever works for you. Um, a lot of different styles of holding it, even crocheting it, holding it from a different angle, all kinds of things. You know, if you watch them, you can learn learn that yeah learn from them there it is so i'll put some of those links on oh, not some of those i'll put those links down below and then like uh, aria said there's youtube there's google there's me no i'm not i'm not a, i'm a bad <laughs> teacher there's this podcast episode right here where you get to learn more about the connection of the hobby to the individual which may encourage people to get into the hobby and speaking about getting people into it we're gonna flip the table around so instead of me asking all the questions about crochet, I'm passing you the torch. So I'm going to ask you, do you have any questions for me about crochet? Have you ever thought about crocheting? Or have you first, sorry, have you heard of crocheting before this, before uh, this podcast? No, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard this. Uh, so I've been doing this podcast for a few years now, but I've heard it even before then. And it, was, it, it seemed like one of those hobbies that's just comfortable to even just looking at it. It's like, mm, that is comfortable. I don't know why. But when I see it's, it seems relaxing, but it just seems also comfortable to just look at it like whatever they're making, even if they just started, you look at it like, you know what, whatever that person's making, it's gonna be comfortable. I don't it could be like a hat yeah. that goes down to your neck. Like, a, I don't know, it could be a sock that goes all the way up to your butt cheek. And we're like, you know what? That's going right. to be a comfortable, yeah. comfortable thing. And I'm actually interviewing another friend of mine who is doing crochet in a month. So I'm inviting all my crochet friends on the podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I have another question for you. It hit me. <laughs> Why haven't, oh, okay. What's something that you think would be really difficult about crocheting and would, you know, stop you from picking up this hobby? Mm, that is a good question. I guess, depending on the project I would pick up. So let's say I try to be super ambitious and want to create the most complex thing. Um, uh, what would be a, I'm trying to figure out what would be a complex thing to create? Maybe if I'm very optimistic, I want to create some sort of like cover for my car, but made out of crochet. That oh, might God. be a very ambitious goal to start with as my first goal. <laughs> and I might get a little stressed because there's a lot of weird angles to work with. But uh, like you said, I feel like you would have to pick up something small, maybe a sock, even then, maybe a sure. banana holder because banana is kind of like it's something straight, a bottle holder there. Perfect. Something completely straight. Absolutely. Or, <laughs> so yeah. th that's my logic around it. I wouldn't try to create a giant blanket for a car first. I don't know if I'm giving you any ideas. Like, Ooh, maybe that's a good idea. I, that would I don't be know. actually a terrible idea because <laughs> <laughs> you have like, so the texture usually that crochet creates is, um, it's kind of holy. 
water can easily pass through it. Air can easily pass through it unless you need it, you know, crochet it very tightly. So yeah, your car would be soaked. Uh, <laughs> the snow would fall through. The yarn would, it would become like really, uh, it would shrink up and everything. And you would be really disappointed. So don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say did I say a good idea? I meant, oh, that would be such a stupid idea. Who came up with that? Jeez, I'd hate to be that guy. <laughs> and also, I would imagine if it freezes, then you're stuck on your car. Also, you would not be able to see yeah. through the window either. So <laughs> that yes. would not be fun. So let's say if I were to make a cover for a couch, for example, or something that you don't sit on, uh, a cover for, geez, I'm really blanking. I was going to say toilet. Maybe don't, a table, no. like a table Thank mat. Thank you. Yes. You do not sit on tables. Well, I, maybe you do. I don't yes. know. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm like, my mind's blanking. Everything I was thinking of, I'm like, a cover for an oven? Nope. Cover for a microwave? Nope. <laughs> cover for a bathtub? Nope. See, like, a cover for, okay, yeah. my baby's room, like a, a design that I put up on the wall? I, a toy box. There. Is that, is that, does that work? <laughs> a toy box? A uh, toy box box um, like a, like a, you, you crochet can, something around toy box that doesn't sure, make it like a design you cover it <laughs> you're you're sure you like, could actually yeah, even make tapestries there a hat maybe for myself because i'm bald maybe just to cover my bald head would that, would that be acceptable sure <laughs> a really cute hat if you want pom-poms with it you you're can damn right yeah that. of course i yeah. want that yeah i want the whole wait wait a second if i'm making it it's gonna look droopy if it's my first project <laughs> the pom-poms will it's not okay. be like it's okay there good it'll be more like long i don't even know what is like a yo-yo hanging off my head i don't know uh, my <laughs> mind is just escaping me yes those would be wonderful and that's kind of i hope i answered your question along the lines of what would scare me from getting into it would be putting too much of a big project ahead of time like, I don't want to take on a big project first. I would want to do a little one. But I'm t the type of person wants to be ambitious when I do things. I'm like, oh, I want to try this. Mm -hmm. Can I jump over this rock? Nope. There goes my back for five <laughs> months. But yeah, so hopefully I answered your question. Yeah, yeah, you did. I have advice for you if you ever want to, you know, pursue this hobby ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after just answering that, you're like, yeah, Alex, I want you to pursue this hobby, but for the love of God, please be careful. Do not hurt yourself while doing this. <laughs> please no don't hacking. make a car cover or something. <laughs> yeah. That is a liability. Covering random parts of your house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're work you're studying law. You're like, oh, that's that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yep. Somebody's <laughs> just <laughs> that's just bad for everybody. <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Aria, for just coming on and encouraging people, myself, to try to get into crochet. It sounds like a lovely hobby, and I'm sure people listening to it would love to give it a try. And like you were saying, it's made for everybody. Literally anyone who wants to give it a try can just jump into it or crochet into it. Yeah, that's a, that's a term. Right. That's a new term I'm using. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And if you guys want to learn more about crochet, you should go check out all those websites online. There's a lot of resources Aria just mentioned. It's at your fingertips, it's on your phone, it's on your computer, it's on your neighbor's computer. Go check that out, with their permission at least. And uh, if you want to learn more about my podcast or want to be a guest on my podcast, you can just send me an email at uh, timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. Also, if you want to show some support for the podcast, you can always leave a review. Reviews are good. You can even say, Alex, that crochet idea about the car, bad thing. But the podcast, pretty good. Not because of you, because of your guest. I'm like, yeah, 
I know. And if you want to show some more support, I also have a Patreon and I also sell merchandise. All that information will be down below so you can go check that out. But we, what you do need to do is just give Crochet a try. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. But what I need to do now is thank Aria. So thank you, Aria, for just coming on, for sharing your passion with the world. Yeah, absolutely. It was really fun. Until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>